Premier Christian Newscast. Hello and welcome to Premier Christian Newscast. Christians are no strangers to the world of boxing. In fact, there is a disproportionate number of believers competing compared to other sports. Not an event goes by without someone having a Bible verse written on their shorts or someone else giving glory to God in the post-fight TV interview. So what draws people to this dangerous game? And does a belief in God give you an advantage in the ring? For this week's episode, we're handing over the microphone to Premier's Marcus Jones, who has explored boxing and Christianity's complicated relationship. This is Fighting With Faith. Back in 2011, I worked on a short radio series featuring interviews with Christians working professionally in a host of sports. Without doubt, the most interesting character to emerge from that series was a man named Tyson Fury. When we spoke, he's just become boxing's British heavyweight champion, walking into the ring at Wembley Arena wearing a t-shirt with the words, I found Jesus. In our interview, he spoke of his love of Christ and how he wanted the world to know more about him and what he did to save the world. And he finished our interview with some words which stuck with me. I'm on a mission for God, really. I'm trying to spread the word of God in Jesus' name. I'm spreading the gospel every day. Every place I go to, I'm telling them about God and Jesus and do they know him and what he can do for them. So whether a preacher or a, or a pastor or whoever he is, in a church, maybe he's got a big congregation of a thousand people, yeah? There was three million viewers on Saturday night, and three million more people got to know Jesus Christ on that night, whether they knew him or they didn't. I can speak to millions of people. Me being the heavyweight champion of the world, I could get more people in one evening than a million churches could around the world. And God knows this. So God's using me to talk to everyone and tell them the good news. And I know I'm telling people the good news, and hopefully they listen. You can take a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink it. But I don't want to be the one who, who says I didn't, he didn't try. He didn't try and tell anyone. So I'm going around evangelising to everyone. The word stuck for two reasons. Firstly, his boldness and confidence in what was to come. But secondly, in the years following, as he rose through the rankings, it became more and more likely this would actually happen. Four years later, on the 11th of November 2015, this happened. The winner by unanimous decision... From the United Kingdom, Tyson Fury defied the odds, silenced the doubters, and beat Ukrainian Vladimir Klitschko to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. His victory sent shockwaves around the globe. But was it God who gave him the victory? The idea of a person of faith competing in what many would describe as a violent sport could be seen as an oxymoron. That said, the Bible is full of battle imagery. Joshua Boatzi is a fighter seen as British boxing's next big thing. He lives by Psalm 144. It's God who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. 
and he says there's plenty more passages which motivate him. Sometimes you don't want to work hard, then the scriptures and the Bible telling you to work hard, to remember that you know you're working hard for God, and not for you know men, not not for people. You know um, also. Just, you know, when I'm getting into the ring, we all have different ways of how we deal with nerves. Some fighters, they might like fighting. Some people might shy away from it. But, you know, I read scriptures in the Bible to kind of encourage me, to motivate me, to know that God's going to be with me in that ring. There's loads of stories, Samson and David. There's just scriptures encouraging you, telling you to be courageous, not to be scared. And former English welterweight champion Eric Ocheng says he too has never seen a problem with fighting. Is what I get paid to do. <laughs> Is, is a job, you know what I'm saying? He's like, boxing is different than our office, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, this office, you have gloves on, you know, you have a gum shield, you know, you have your boots on. Um, it's different kind of office. Obviously, you feel good winning, knowing obviously you've, you've trained hard and winning the fight, feel good. Obviously, I do pray for my opponent. <laughs> I pray they beat them up good and they'll get hurt after I knock them out. So how does a Christian end up fighting for a living? Here's Eric explaining his story. I remember going to church um, and they were teaching that, that time, they were teaching about using your talent, using your ability. They were using about the servant, the master who gave their servant five talents, they ever gave two talents, they ever gave one. The one with the ten went out and made use of the talent, came back and said, Master, here's what you get, you know, you gave me ten, you gave me five talents, you have bring, ten, you know, ten more talents. A good one for the servant, end into your end into your Lord's banquet. And the second one came and said the same thing. Here, master, you gave me two talents and he is four. And, they, and the one who had won, he came and said, master, I was afraid, I hate the talent. And you know, the master called him wicked and lazy servant, kicked him out. <laughs> um, and that kind of hit me with a ton of brick. That boom, oh, what, what talent do I have? What ability do I have? And he came like a light. The coach, his name is Chris O. Remember, wait. Chris all said I got a talent. So I went back in the gym and I was training, I just enjoying it. And the more I kept training, he said, you know what, if you keep training hard, you're gonna have your first fight. I said, yeah. I was excited, even training harder. And I had my first fight, I was in top of the world. I was excited, couldn't wait to get back to the gym. And here I am. Eric and Joshua are far from a minority within the sport. Currently, there are around 50 different world title belts due to the number of weight categories and different governing organisations. And around half of those who are champions have publicly identified as Christians and those who have gone before them the same. Evander Holyfield had Philippians 4.13 embroidered onto his shorts, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Andre Ward, a former world champion who retired undefeated, went by the nickname SOG. That's son of God to you and me, and taken from Galatians 3.26. Societal issues often bring people of faith to fighting sports. Working-class Catholics and the traveller community, known for their strong Christian faith, are all well represented. But it can't be a coincidence that so many people of faith thrive in the sports. I travelled to Bolton in Greater Manchester to speak to the man who masterminded Tyson Fury's victory, trainer and Tyson's uncle, Peter Fury. Peter's one of the most respected trainers in the game and is known as a master tactician. 
But for Peter, ability only gets you so far in the sports. Without the right mentality and the right mindset, the body doesn't work. Nothing works. So it's very clear the mindset is everything. It's a view shared by Tom Bates. I visited Tom at his home in Solihull in the West Midlands. Tom's a Christian and a sports psychologist who's worked across a number of sports and most recently has been working with the Aston Villa football team. When we think about the, the top end of elite sport, when we compare the similarities of the athletes competing against one another, physically they're very, very similar. They've probably been under very similar athletic programmes. Physically the difference between them is minimal. Technically, they've probably run through the same sort of biomechanical movements and coordination patterns in training. So then you get to the very end point of that competition and you say, OK, well, but when those things are equal, what defines the end outcome? What defines winning? And we see athletes who are very, very similar, both physically um, they follow the same nutritional programs, they've got the same biomechanics, and yet, in the end, across lots of different athletic platforms, boxing, Thai boxing, karate, football, rugby, when you look across all of the different sports, athletes that consistently win are those who are best prepared psychologically, mentally and emotionally. Athletes and teams across the world have put much more effort into developing the mental side of their sport in recent years. For Peter Fury, having faith makes it that little bit easier to get the mindset right. When you've got God in your life, then it's a big benefit because you've got, if your faith is strong enough, you can achieve anything. And that's what, that's what God is all about. So does having a faith make you a better competitor? Absolutely. What is a, faith, what is a faithless man, anyway? Faithless man is an empty shell. I don't think it's a case of believing God's on your side like he's going to pass you the win. You know, that's not what it's about. It's about putting your faith in the blessed Lord and doing the best you can. And it'll, he will decide how he deals with that. So does it help in sports? Absolutely. Does it help in all walks of life? Yes. Chris Eubank became one of the most known fighters during the 80s and 90s for his eccentric style. A world champion, in his words, he wasn't that good. And in an interview with YouTube channel Boxing Social, he puts his success down to one thing. You're not going to become a good fighter if you don't use your brains. And if you want the real kicker, the one which really puts you in a super position, the God in heaven. You know, Jesus Christ works. Okay? It's real. The power is real. How do I know? I've got 19 world championship wins. What are you going to tell me? You know, I have a dual distinction position in the law enforcement agency of America. What are you going to tell me? Is it luck? Or do, do, am I working with the power of God? It works. You know, and that's my testimony. And if you say, well, I'm crazy, well, in actual fact, if you're an atheist, wouldn't you like to be as crazy as this, having what I've been able to achieve? And how did I do it? I didn't. <laughs> Only by the grace of God. Premier Christian Newscast. Premier Christian Newscast.
So what is it that aids people of faith when it comes to fighting sports? Well, in the year 2000, Yongquen Park of Seoul University found that religious belief and prayer not only played a part in reducing anxiety, but also helped athletes in reaching peak performance. John Funnell is a pastor in South Wales and also serves as a boxing chaplain. He took on the role after hearing a boxer say he felt the need to pray, but didn't know who he was praying to. Known as the Rev at Ringside, John's seen the benefit of prayer in the boxers he works with. You know, prayer isn't a magic spell that if you pray, um, you're going to get the result you want. Um, Prayer is about trust and reliance on God that his will will be done. And, you know, I I explain that to the boxers. You know, the coaches see that that it works. You know, you can have someone at peak physical performance... Um, They could be punching harder than they've ever punched, quicker than they've ever punched. They could be as fit as they ever have been. But if something is not right with their soul, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. So that's where we come in, to provide that holistic care for the athlete. And there's not just anecdotal evidence when it comes to prayer. Tom Bates explains the science behind it. Athletes of faith who pray... Um, report a sense of peace and inner security. In other words, their faith allows them to have an inner conviction in the competitive arena. It allows them to remain calm in what would seemingly be a very tense, very anxious environment, pre-performance, pre-competition. It allows them to be confident Not necessarily that they will win, that the outcome will be achieved, but it allows them to be confident in their performance. Athletes who pray uh, before competition mentioned to me things like, um, you know, I was quite nervous in the dressing room before I went out, but uh, I said a few prayers and it calmed me down. For us as Christians, we would believe that God is answering the, the prayer, but for people of other faiths, I guess we would, uh, as Christians, suggest that the prayer, if that was happening, giving them a sense of peace, that was a mental thing rather than a spiritual thing. Neurologists have found that the cortical mapping of the brain changes with prayer. They have found and so-called popularly labelled the God spot in Buddhist monks when they meditate. They have found with an electroencephalograph that the alpha and beta waves measured cognitively are more effective and efficient with prayer. The exact areas of the brain that are required to help us to feel more focused, more in control, more confident to perform and behave at maximum levels can be recorded. In other words, those areas of the brain that we're speaking about can be activated with prayer. What they've also found is that the authenticity of that prayer, the conviction and belief associated with that prayer, 
directly influences the neurological pathways, the cortical mapping of the brain, and the exact areas like the gold spot, they're all defined by the conviction and authenticity of the belief. So, it could be argued, scientifically, that it matters not whether this is a Christian belief, whether this is a Muslim belief, whether this is a Buddhist belief, but this conviction of the belief and the authentic depth of that belief, of that prayer, directly defines the athlete's capability to consistently access those areas of the brain which can help them to perform under pressure. Psychologically, neurologically, prayer has a benefit. Talking with Tom was fascinating. As Christians, we believe that God's in control and the Bible tells us that if we delight ourselves in him, he'll give us the desires of our hearts. So God is on our side. That's clearly good news and not just to those in the world of sports. But the idea that the very belief in that gives a competitor an advantage strikes me as very interesting. I put Tyson Fury's story to Tom and this is what he made of it. I have no doubt that Tyson Fury believes that God is directing his career. And the conviction, what we know for sure, is that a belief becomes the truth. And so the conviction of one's belief possesses the power to manifest physical realities. So Tyson Fury has a conviction and a belief that God is giving him the platform. And so the depth and conviction, the spiritual connection that that creates for an athlete can it's like a super belief. It's a belief with superpower. <laughs> right? <laughs> when I when I believe that God is creating the path for me, that's very different from believing in myself, just just me alone. A superpower, the will of God, maybe both. But if it is God's will, why Tyson Fury and not someone else? Tyson Fury's been a controversial character. His language is blue, he's not particularly PC, and he's had a well-publicised battle with drugs and alcohol since he became world champion. Boxing chaplain John Funnell believes Christians need to be vocal in all walks of life, boxing included. And I asked him whether God uses people who have a platform and whether that may be the reason why the likes of Tyson Fury are blessed with success. God blesses those who trust in him. Um, and God uses broken vessels to share his living water. And some of those are boxers. Um, so we can praise God for that. I'm instantly brought to Joseph and uh, how he was led by God to become Prime Minister of mm. Egypt. Um, I suppose God elevated him because he had the right intention that... Um, his goal wasn't to be in that position, but it was to glorify God. 
so God could use him in that elevation. And, um, yeah, I've got no doubt he could do that with boxers. I'll watch with interest the career of Tyson Fury and others who proclaim the good news in the world of sport. Regardless of how and why they reach the top, one thing's for certain, they need our prayers. That's it for this week's episode of Premier Christian Newscast. We'll be back next Monday morning. And to make sure you receive each week's show sent straight to your phone or tablet, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. If you're enjoying the podcast, please could you give us a rating and a review on your app. This really helps us spread the word about the show. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Premier Christian Newscast.